Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to today from the KNVBC studios at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we look together into 1 John chapter 2, and this will be our fourth broadcast in this second chapter of the Bible. In 1 John chapter number 1, we talked about confession and the forgiveness of sin and how we're to walk in the light and not walk in sin. But if we do, thank God we have the option if We'll come to him and confess our sin. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. We can restore that fellowship with him. John sort of continues that in chapter 2, and John writes to us that if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. That's one who stands on our behalf, one who vouches for us. He's our defense attorney, and thank God he'll go before the judgment bar of God, and he'll stand there and plead the blood on our behalf. And though we sin, fall short uh, every single day, our Savior stands faithful, abideth faithful as our advocate. Our adversary accuses, our advocate vouches, and thank God Jesus always wins the argument. In verse number two, it talked about Jesus is the propitiation for our sin. That word propitiation means he's the satisfaction. He uh, appeased the wrath of God. He uh, sufficed, if you will. He paid our payment, and God in Christ looked on him who became sin for us, and thank God his wrath was satisfied in the payment of Jesus for our sin on the cross of Calvary. Last broadcast, we talked about the evidence of salvation is a man or a woman who wants to live according to the will of God. Now, that might sound far-fetched, but it should be, uh, shouldn't be. I mean, if you're saved, you ought to want to live saved, right? If you're really born again, that Holy Ghost inside of you has a desire to do holy things. He wants to live according to the Word of God. He wants to do all that which honors the Father. And your life should be conformed in the image of the Son of God. And John said that. He said, here's how we know that we know Him if we keep the commandments. If we don't keep His commandments, he said in verse 4, very stout, very straight, he said, you're a liar. Wow. Now, we're not talking about the occasional slip. We're not talking about someone who falls into sin and messes up. Christians fall short every day. But somebody whose life is continually marked by nothing but godlessness, yet they say they're a Christian, you have cause to question that. Yeah, you sure do. Now, the overall in your life, if you're saved, ought to be a tendency to try and live for Christ. Now, we're going to fall short every day, and we'll pray and get back up, and the just man falls seven times, but he riseth up again, and we'll press on for God. But if there's no evidence of that desire to do anything for God, no growth whatsoever in grace, no fruit that you can see whatsoever, if you're, there, you're you're there's no aspect of that uh, life being a new life in Christ, can I say, then you have cause to wonder about that. In verse number five, said, But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. It takes deep root, and then it is showed forth clearly. The world can see Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hereby we know that we are in him. Verse 6, he continues that thought. Now, I just gave you an introduction. You say, Brother Cooper, I missed that. Now, if you've missed those studies, you can get them on our podcast. So go to wherever you get your podcasts and type in Striving for Revival and hit subscribe. And when you subscribe to the podcast, you can listen to every broadcast and study we've done. 
and that way you never miss a thing. And if you hear today and for and didn't get to hear yesterday, go back and listen to it via the podcast. Verse 6 is our new verse for today, and we'll look at it together. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. So we could paraphrase it. If you claim to be saved, then you ought to live like Jesus lived. That should go without saying. John's already been laying out that argument. If you say you're saved, you ought to live saved. If you say that you're a child of God, you ought to live godly. If you say you're going to heaven, you ought to live like you're a citizen of that city built for a square while you're on earth. There ought to be some evidences of salvation in your life. Today we have this Christianity that tries to its best to look like the world, but Bible Christianity is a Christianity that pulls you out of the world, and slowly over time you'll grow in grace and become and be looking more like Jesus Christ. All right. So the preceding context of these verses that we just read a little bit ago, verse 3, 4, and 5, points to living without uh, sin. Now, we're not talking about sinless perfection, but we're talking about the goal is to live every day holy and without sin. So now we're dealing with uh, this one who has uh, walked, who's supposedly been saved, and their life ought to be marked by a life that mirrors the life of Jesus Christ. Now, in verse number 7 and verse number 8, we'll go on, and let's read these verses. It says, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye had from the beginning." The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. So John says, I've written to you what our Lord taught during his earthly ministry. The essence was Jesus' first call was this, follow me. So even now, Jesus still calls to Christians, follow me. He said, come unto me for salvation, and now follow unto me for your day-to-day life, right? You come for salvation, then you follow for everyday life. That's what our goal is, to follow in the footsteps of the Lord. I want his character to be portrayed in my life, his attributes to be seen in me. I want to put on Christ like a man would put on a garment and be wrapped up in him, uh, holiness, meekness long-suffering, kindness, all of these attributes of Jesus ought to be portrayed and developed in my life. I ought to put on the, take off the old man and put on the new man. It talks about in the book of uh, Colossians and uh, Ephesians and other places. All right. So verse number eight, he said, the new commandment is this, love one another. It's not explicitly stated here, but our Lord set this forth as a new commandment in John 13, 34, right? A new commandment given on He said, love one another. So here it is. It's not a new commandment necessarily in the fact that John sang it for the first time, but it's a new commandment because Jesus said, I'm going to give you a new commandment. He said, I want you to love one another. You'll fulfill all the law by loving one another. Now, listen, that necessarily wasn't even new when Jesus said it. In fact, it was given in the Old Testament. If you want to look up the Bible verses, Leviticus 19, verse 18 and verse 34, but they had so neglected that basic concept of just love one another it was like it was being reintroduced for the first time rather than the reintroduced. So Jesus said, here's a new commandment, love one another. You can fulfill the law just by loving one another. 
So he restates that position, that principle. And the problem was still prevalent in John's day, so he reissues this bedrock, this basic, this elementary Bible principle, love one another. He said, now the darkness, the darkness is now past, so walk in the true light. He's saying the Old Testament is over, the New Testament is here, Jesus came, he's the light of the world, we have the Bible, we have this revelation from Christ, he's speaking to us, he's giving us this truth. He said, so walk after this new commandment. All right, verse number nine. He that saith he is in the light. All right, that means New Testament salvation. He's got the understanding of the scripture and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. That's a big statement, isn't it? He that loveth his brother abideth in the light and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Hating your brother. Here the Bible said, one who has this hate toward another is walking in darkness. He's routinely, regularly, constantly hating somebody else. He is not in the light, but in spiritual darkness. So the extension of the thought is this. He's not born again. He's not saved. Somebody who is hateful. The Bible said, let not the sun go down upon your what? Your wrath, right? As much as life within you are to live peaceably with all men. So we're supposed to love our brother. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, right? And there is none occasion of stumbling in him. So here's the thought. You love your brother, you abide in the light, you walk in the light of Christ's word, you live by Christ's life, you follow his example, and it'll it'll help you preclude such darkness which causes you to stumble and hate someone else. It'll keep you free from that sin, if you will. So we don't have this occasion of stumbling. There won't be this opportunity to give place to the devil and the fall and the fall into sin and to mess up your life, all right? Verse number 11 we read, and it says, He that hateth his brothers in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth, because the darkness hath blinded his eyes, all right? So he's just going out and saying, he said, worse, a man, a man like this, he's not just a bad Christian. It might be he's not saved. Hatred is an indirect violation of Jesus' command to love one another. So to walk in that kind of darkness will blind you to the truth. Hatred is a spiritual cancer. Amen. And I don't care what they've done to you or what the cause might be to be right with God, you cannot live in hate. Until next time, let's pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival. 